0: Now, insulin resistance increases your risk of developing diabetes. You should be insulin resistant for years, or or, or not you should, sorry, you could be insulin resistant for years without knowing it. This condition typically does not trigger any noticeable symptoms, so it's important to have a doctor regularly check your blood glucose levels. To take us through this discussion, we're speaking this morning to Dr. Raisa Abubakar, a leading homeopathic doctor, biohacker, body tracker, functional medicine with a special interest in weight loss. And anesthetics. Dr. Reza, Assalamu Alaikum. Welcome to Radio Islam International.
1: Walaikum, Salam, salam Jazakallah for having me on your program.
0: Alhamdulillah. The pleasure is all ours. Jazakallah for giving us your time this morning. Maybe you can tell us more about the effects of insulin resistance.
1: So, the effects are not something that's commonly picked up. Um, like you said, it goes unnoticed for many years before the patient has any alteration in their blood sugar. So Even testing your blood sugar regularly may not be a good enough sign that you're insulin resistant. Some of the signs or side effects to look out for is an increase in weight and when you go on a diet, you lose some weight but gain it back really quickly and sometimes gain back even more than what you lost. Um, Silent symptoms that we notice in patients is that they start to lose some hair, they develop acne, they develop pigmentation around their neck, under their arms and in the pubic region. So If you are looking at a person who is quite over Weight and you look at the side or the back of their neck, you'll notice a darkening of the skin. It almost looks like the area hasn't been peened or the patient has been sunburned. But no matter how much scrubbing you do, that pigmentation will not come up. It's called um, it's called uh, it's called acanthosis nitrogen. Other symptoms that are silent and we notice in more fierce skin individuals are. Skin tags that develop around the neck and chest and under the arm, and then boils that tend to recur. So, boils under the arm, on the stomach, um, on the Botox as well. Because of the relationship between insulin androgens and the particles in the skin. We also notice in females that insulin resistance can affect their hormone levels and this can lead to a female having irregular menstrual cycles. Obesity, raised cholesterol and also chronic inflammation are some of the other side and side effects that you can get from insulin resistance.
0: Now, uh, insulin resistance, what does it increase the risk of? I'm sure there are other medical conditions that uh, would, uh, one would be more prone to if they are insulin resistant. Yes, most definitely. So insulin resistance in the, most,
1: in the more recent years, let's say post our 2020 lockdown, we're seeing it develop earlier and earlier in uh, younger children. So the risk of having insulin resistance and not treating it is that you would develop Type 2 diabetes. So every type 2 diabetic patient that there is on this planet has first been insulin resistant for many years before they've been diagnosed as a diabetic or before it loses control and they become diabetic. It can also increase the chance of you developing fatty liver disease, which is fat infiltration into the liver, and that doesn't allow the liver to function appropriately, and that is where most of your metabolism happens is inside the liver it will increase your risk of stroke of heart attack of high blood pressure and you'll notice that over a period of time your muscles become weaker because your body is now using the protein from the muscle as energy as opposed to using carbohydrates in your diet as energy you may also notice over a period of time that you start to swell a bit you retain some water and this is because of the long-term effects on kidney damage. So all in all, it sounds, when you look, think about insulin resistance and, and doing tests for it and um, looking at the symptoms that the patient has, it may not be life-threatening, but it leads to, life, leads to life-threatening uh, conditions later on. We worry a lot about cholesterol giving us heart attacks, but we should actually be worrying about insulin resistance leading to that.
0: Okay, that is really, really interesting and, and, and maybe concerning in certain cases as well. Now, what are the symptoms of insulin resistance?
1: So the most common symptom we see, and this can be at any age, is the increase in appetite. So when somebody has something to eat and if the meal was, say it was a, it was a meal that contained carbohydrates, and they um, the patient feels satisfied for that time, but within a short space of time, within an hour at times, the patient will say, I'm very hungry again. I feel like I haven't eaten anything or it was like they never ate the whole day. Their portion sizes may also increase or that they get uh, hungry regularly. There's an increase in cravings and usually this is for sweet things or it can be for savory carbohydrates. Uh, they usually look for something sweet to have after a meal. And we all put it down to habit, like, say, having a cup of tea and a biscuit after you have lunch or dinner. But the, these type of patients will say, I have to have something sweet. I have to have the biscuit or I have to look for a chocolate to nibble on after my main meal. Um, and then also a very common symptom that we see that's often ignored and people don't take it seriously is feeling sleepy after you've had a big meal. So the reason you're feeling sleepy is because your body is not using the carbohydrates as energy or not using the food at all to make energy and you now are going to be in a tired, lethargic state. Um, The pigmentation around the neck is the most common physical visible symptom that we can see on the patient. And then like we said in... Fair skin patients, they may not have the pigmentation around the neck, but they'll have lots of skin tags in that area. And then all this uh, increase in appetite over a period of time and not being able to metabolize or make energy from the food that you're eating will definitely lead to weight gain. And those are the most common symptoms. They will not be an alteration in the blood sugar while you are insulin resistant. That happens when it's too late and insulin resistance has then led to um, diabetes where your blood sugar is not within range.
0: How is insulin resistance tested and diagnosed?
1: So, firstly, um, symptomatic diagnosis can occur. So, you look at the patient's uh, physical appearance. You look at the way they describe their appetite and the way they feel, their energy levels. Then we send them for blood tests. Remember, the tests will depend on what the patient presents with. Um, We send them for a fasting insulin test. Many a times this is confused with a fasting glucose test. It's two different, completely different tests. Glucose is the actual sugar in your blood and insulin is the hormone that it tells your cells to open the door for the sugar to get into the cell to be made into energy. So a fasting insulin test, a two hour insulin test is sometimes asked for to see whether the patient's um, post well, after they've eaten whether the insulin is spiking and it spikes to keep the blood sugar within normal range so that's what is preventing us from becoming diabetic but our body has to work really hard like 10 times harder than a normal healthy human being to keep the the blood sugar normal we also send them for an hba1c which is the average blood glucose over a few months so we can see whether they are on the higher side or normal side and then we use their weight and their bmi to make the final diagnosis you can be mildly insulin resistant, you can be severely insulin resistant, and then um, your treatment will depend on where you are in the spectrum.
0: Okay, finally, how is insulin resistance commonly treated?
1: So, commonly, it's treated using glucophage or metformin, which is the conventional treatment. And over the recent years, there's been more introduction of functional medicine into our practices, where we actually now don't want to just treat your blood sugar dropping. So, when you take glucophage, you are noticing that your blood sugar will come down. And obviously, that comes with its own side effects. Some patients report that they have a runny tummy or it affects their, tum- their, their digestive system. Um, they have a lot of bloating. And in the long term, you, you are, the risk of taking a, a, sub, a, a substance like that is that you will have some negative effect on the kidney and you have to be monitored for kidney function. So functionally, you want to, you want to treat the sensitivity of your cells to insulin because remember, they are currently resistant to insulin. So if you treat the cell sensitivity to insulin, you're now letting the cell say, okay, let's let's allow insulin to open the door of the cell so that we can put the sugar in and can be made into energy. Um, there are left side effects, particularly on the kidney and on the digestive system. And we use supplements such as inositol and berberine or a combination of both to treat our patients functionally. And most importantly, above and beyond everything else, lifestyle and dietary changes have to be made. We're not saying the patient has to be on a diet, but we have to teach their bodies how to metabolize carbohydrates again. So, if they're not eating correctly, then their body is going to lose muscle, their metabolism is going to go down, there's going to be increase in weight gain, which makes you more at risk for diabetes, and it's a very negative cycle. We also want to teach them appropriate exercises, so we often hear patients say that they are insulin resistant, and they have started the gym, and they're doing these high-intensity workouts but they haven't had any success and no weight loss and their insulin is still high, it's because the type of exercise that they are doing is too stressful and strenuous in the body. It raises cortisol and cortisol then raises insulin. And again, we have a negative cycle. So the patient must be treated as an individual for what their body type requires, a supplement for that, as well as the appropriate lifestyle, dietary and exercise changes that suit insulin resistance.
0: So much for your time, it is really interesting and um yeah, you know it's 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 best that uh, you go to the proper treat, uh, people to get the best treatment that you can. You know, sometimes do you, you try and yes.
1: yeah, sometimes work? try and it's cut amazing. corners
0: somewhere and you know, leave this out and just do that and then you don't realise that you actually in the whole process you're harming no one, no one else other than yourself. Uh Doctor Risa, so much for your time this work. morning. What Very informative been. speaking to you. Asalaamu <laughs> alaikum.